0: Welcome to Human Factors Cast, your weekly podcast for human factors, psychology, and design.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to a special conference bonus episode of Human Factors Cast. It feels like it's been a little bit since we've done one of these. We're recording this live on May 12th. Uh, this is 2022. I'm your host, Nick Rome, and on this episode, we're recapping... EHF Ergonomics and Human Factors Conference 2022 with somebody who's a regular guest of the show, but today he's going to be on in a little bit different of a capacity. Mr. Barry Kirby, President elect of CIEHF, the Chartered Institute of Ergonomics and Human Factors. Barry, welcome back to the show. It feels weird to welcome you in a different capacity. <laughs> so, hi. <laughs> hi, great to be here. <laughs> great to have you, Barry. <laughs> Can I get your general thoughts on EHF before we dig into everything?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Economics and Human Factor 2022 was was brilliant, quite frankly. It was a, a test of so many different things. Um, you know, having that hybrid of a of a live and a virtual event, of having just basically getting back together as a, as, as a community um, and being able to to talk, to be able to have a glass of wine, to be able to chew over the paper you'd just listened to. And from a very personal perspective, it was certainly the live element was the first time um, I've been to the conference. was my first time of meeting people as president-elect. And so I looked at it through I, I think through very different eyes. Um, of being able to see what works, what doesn't, what what were people liking, um, and to almost take almost take that usability view, um, that that research view of of is it delivering what we want to deliver? So yeah, it was a very new and very interesting experience for me.
1: So I, I realized we kind of jumped the shark here. What what is EHF? Like, let's talk about what it actually is a little bit. Can you explain what the uh, conference is about?
2: Yeah, so ergonomics and human factors is organised by the Chartered Institute, the Chartered Institute of Ergonomics and Human Factors here in the UK. It is the the the, the flagship um, conference for uh, for the Chartered Institute. It is an international conference. Historically, it's always been over um, three four days, um, based in different parts of of, of the UK. Um, it's been that one place where people can people can uh, come to, and there's normally. Um, as, as I guess any typical conference has, it has the, the streams on different um, human factor subjects, ranging through from defence all the way through to um, health and, and and that type of thing. So from that perspective, it's normally very typical what you'd expect. What I do like about um, EHF um, is it normally has a really good um, social side to it as well. So when in, before the pandemic, there would all, always be a um, uh, two nights of entertainment the first night was normally some sort of quiz or an event uh which tina worthy who's um one of the uh one of the one of the staff at the um at the conference and we'll be hearing a, a little bit from her later on um she normally does does this sort of quiz but then they have done other things as well which uh would, there was like a um a murder mystery dinner night where where um on one of one of the previous ones where I got to take part, and I was one of the one of the actors in uh, in that, which was a, a very different thing. Then normally the the second night has always been the the conference dinner, uh, which has always been a nice opportunity to get on your get on your 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 best clothes and um and have some have some nice food and some some nice conversation. So it's always had that real good balance between um doing the learning stuff during the day and doing the um the the social the interacting stuff, not only in the coffee breaks but in the evenings as well.
1: Yeah, we call that drinking after hours, networking. Uh that is what we call it. <laughs> so I wanna I wanna talk a little bit about the venue, right? Because in the past, we well, in the last couple years, we had this pandemic that we all kind of lived through, um, which is very traumatizing in a lot of ways. What has it been like? Uh you mentioned kind of these um sort of get togethers, these gatherings. What has the venue itself been like, the structure in in the physical capacity, but then how did it adapt over the sort of pandemic phase
2: yeah so historically so historically pre-pandemic it was normally always a physical conference so and i guess here in terms of organization it's it's quite generic in that respect they there was normally it would go through like the different hotels or different co- conference suites so physically it was in that sort of very generic uh where you know wherever we were going to going to have it at that time um, consisting of, you know, it'd have your keynotes, it would have your um, then breakout out to your streams, um, and and consist of either lectures, workshops, that type of stuff. So I think I wouldn't be, I'm, I don't think I'm doing anybody disservice by saying it would be a, a, quite a traditional conference, um, obviously with the associated bar and and all that sort of stuff in for for um, evenings. During the pandemic, it really stepped up its game, now, and again, I think I. I'd be not did not um, putting anybody's nose out of joy by saying, actually, I think the CIHF excelled uh, delivering the online conference when they did in the, um, was it 2020 and then 2021? Um, 2020, they made the decision to go to a virtual conference within, I think it was like a week or two weeks because the our conference was in, uh, is in April. And obviously, we went into lockdown in sort of that March time. And so, or early April, and so they had to turn it around. They, we sort of, obviously we knew something was happening. We knew something was coming, but the, the CIHF team and the secretariat turned round that to be a virtual conference. So the, you had uh, one stream live, but also with the chat facilities and all that sort of stuff. Um, and they still ran that, that over two days and they did that in, um, 2019, uh, sorry, 2020 and 2021 to great effect. The I think people stepped up their um their their game in terms of recording their papers and and doing you know being present in the chat um, and realizing you can actually have that sort of chat and being able to we we had better attendance at that than than anything else because I think people could attend from all around the world and, and did so. Um and so that was really, really effective. Um and then this year was um really good as well because we took A review of saying right well what worked well during the pandemic what did we like what was it missing what what did we like about what was happening before and we basically did them both uh which was fantastic so we um this year we had the two the two themes we had a virtual um session and then we had the the in-person session separated by a couple of weeks so you didn't feel like you were having to go bang 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 and take a whole lot of time out um but we did the virtual session and that for me was was fantastic so the the first session um and the first day um was dedicated to sustainability which um anybody who's um, listened to anything that i've been talk, talking about uh, recently i've been very much into the whole climate thing the whole climate ergonomics piece that we've been driving and we got um the ability to uh, to do the opening interview the opening keynote um there's a couple of papers that, that me and my team were delivering as well as have, have a, a really good panel session but what was really neat about that panel session about that in that entire session is the chair was chairing it from australia one of the key you know, speakers that we had as part of it was coming from south africa and then you know three of us were coming from wales here in the uk and it was just seamless it just worked and then people were, were, were commenting in in the chat and asking questions from literally around the world. So you wouldn't have been able to get that sort of accessibility um, by doing it live. You wouldn't be able to get that sort of interaction by doing it live. But what it did miss was that ability to have, you know, the, the, the corridor conversations, the coffee conversations, the in the bar, the conversations. Um, and just generally that, the more fun aspects, the more, you know, the, the, we, we sort of say network, they're generally just having a laugh with people. Um, which we have so sorely needed over the pa- over the past few years, um, and so we did, we did a whole load of that um, in the in the live session. So we only it was only two days. I went down on the the night before, and so were I, I had grand plans of going down the night before and have, having some food and ha- get, getting an early night because I said this was my first time as president elect. I didn't want to uh, to disgrace myself or anything like that. Um, I still didn't go to bed until about one o'clock in the morning. Um, so it was just so nice to be able to see people and talk to people. Um, but having that, that live event, then, the, then the second night we had the, um, we had the dinner, um, which was again, nice just to be able to sit, sit and chat to people. But during the sessions themselves, we had packed sessions. We had three streams, um, of, uh, bo- on both days and, and they were packed, um uh, with both live presentations. And there was some, uh, we had, because we, people were now so used to, uh, recording their presentations. We had backup presentations. So there was a few people who dropped out right at the last minute because of COVID and other reasons. And we were able to say, rather than having to really juggle around with the uh, with the schedule, we're like, well, we've got your we've got your video here. We can just play that, and it works, and it's brilliant. So we learned a lot, and it was really neat. Um, rather than having a quiz this time, we had a magician. Magician I was gonna ask. Yeah, I saw yeah. I saw
1: magician in the notes. I was waiting for. Yeah. it. I was like, you haven't
3: talked
2: about the it, magician. So instead of yeah, so normally like like I said uh, Tina would normally do a quiz, and um, in, in the past, but we had a magician, and the. The guy was really good I, um, who did it, and he did some really, really quite quite impressive stuff, though we did spend um, most of the session trying to, m- most of the didn't try to work out how he did what he did, and probably worked out 90% of it um, fairly quickly. Um, but when he was trying to tell jokes and stuff like that, um, he would also then say, so what is this human factors? And so human factors he would get a massive cheer for, for all this other stuff he wouldn't. So then he would just randomly turn around and just say human factors and get a big cheer from the room. And um, he didn't is one of these things. He didn't know quite why he was getting a cheer, but he knew he was getting a cheer, and so that so that worked quite well. So, it, but again, it was just interesting to just to have um, a, a different bunch of entertainment. the The other bit that worked really well with this whole hybrid uh, live virtual bit is normally they would have the AGM as part of the part of the live conference. Um, in during the pandemic, obviously, you couldn't do that, so we had a virtual AGM. We had more people attend the AGM than we ever have done because it was easy just to dip into and and, and and go to and anybody could access it. You didn't have to be going to the conference. And so that's what we've done. Well, that's what we've done. We've kept the AGM virtual, um, which meant really, that, that- Really quick, just for those who don't know, AGM- your, Yeah, sorry, your, your AGM is your annual general meeting where all your officers and um, your your representatives, the people who, your trustees and all that sort of thing, they're all elected um, or confirmed uh, and, and their elections are, are, are confirmed. So you know who your your president is going to be, your president elect, which is me, um, and and all that sort of stuff. So I, we knew before going into the live bit of the conference that um, that what what the positions were going to be, because it also meant that we could actually have a um um a, a first sort of exec meeting there as well, a, a first um uh, meeting at the live conference, which was also incredibly useful. So yeah, I th- there was a lot. I think we've learned. There's a lot of stuff that I think we've got. We did get really right. This time I, we can improve, we can definitely can, because I think you always can. But I think as a as a first event coming out of COVID, I think the team um, did a fantastic job. And it, going back to that idea about this was my first time of looking at this from a president-elect perspective, I guess it it really made me appreciate just how much work and effort goes into doing a conference which I p- perhaps hadn't appreciated before. So you've got the entire staff team, of which the CIHF has quite a small staff team compared to with the likes of HFES and and, and, and others. Um, there's a small number of people doing an awful lot of work and they just make magic happen in the background. Um, and it's amazing. Then you've got the the, the conference secretariat themselves who normally are volunteers and, and that type of thing. Again, being really cool, just making sure everything flows and just making sure everything is brilliant. Then you've got the, you know, the the um the conference team who puts all the papers together and, and all that sort of stuff. Um so many people have put in so much um effort to make something look seamless, um and flawless. Um it, i it just I just find it stunning. Yeah. Um yeah. that to come together.
1: It really is one of those things where you realize just how many or how few, I should say, how few people are actually involved in the conference prep in a lot of cases. And it really just pulls the whole thing together. And, yeah, it's kind of really interesting to look at that sometimes because you're like, how are you doing all this? Uh, What kind of what are you the magician? Anyway, so (laughs) let's get into uh, sort of your experience with the thing. Right. I mean, we talked a little bit about the venue. We talked about what it is. I think I want to hear some of the kind of key takeaways that you have like what did you find interesting what are some key themes that you heard about watched listened to participated in etc so one of the
2: things that happened right from the start of the live conference uh, which was the new president um alex deadman he encouraged us all to go and engage in a theme that we're not used to that outside of our comfort zone which. I you know people say that and yeah, yeah but this time I was like you know what I'm going to um and so most of my background is in defense and technology and tools and methods and you know that that type of thing um aviation so I spent quite a lot of my time in health and the there's sort of two, a theme around well-being and the theme around health and I spent quite a lot of time in them um which was fascinating and there was some really good discussion so particularly in the in the live bit there was some really good inter- interesting discussions around the applications of different methods such as safety one and safety two and there was real good discussion about why one why some people thought one was better than the other and how and, and how the evidence base had come out how they how they're trying to develop different ways of patients being able to engage with the um uh, with, with with staff and with like with, with the medical uh, professionals and give them better awareness about when things were maybe going wrong and how they could input and things like that. And it really gave me a, a different perspective on how I see the health industry. Um, particularly when you go like to a doctor's or you go to a hospital, the, your experience. So I'd actually gone um the week after or the week or so after the, the conference and and went to get some blood tests. And it was because of some of the discussions that were going on in that health thing that made me really think about. The usability of of a hospital from the moment you walk in the door, um, and some of that, some of that stuff. So that was that was really really fascinating. The other bit that was really good is we had a a, a keynote from um, the Ministry of Transport around where they'd done some experimentation and some ideas about how to get better messaging across for the um, for wearing, you know face masks and things during COVID about being uh, more respectful around um, other people and, and your behavior. And and they had done a whole bunch of different things about looking at different ways of, of projecting influence. Um, so do, do you put a positive message? So like if you, if you wear a mask, you could be saving your neighbor or a negative message or a, a more stern message around, you should be wearing a mask or you'll be fine type of thing. And so just look at different ways of influencing but what was fan, f- uh, fantastic and fascinating was the the amount of people cuz they were doing it with with basically people who were out there um they could have massive participation numbers i mean you're talking about um n being so the number of particip- participants being like tens and hundreds of thousands of people um rather That's than just insane. like 10 yeah um and so they could really drive out some really good science out of out of what they've been doing and really um influence um, ironically, influence how we do things and and how we do some of that message. So them sort of th- them sort of things were fascinating. Um, there was the uh, automation is obviously a big thing, and we we had one of the to- uh, well quite a few different talks around automation, not only around the obvious of cars and things like that, but also um, exoskeletons and and things like that. And we actually had a live demo of of some exoskeletons, uh, which was which was great, and you could go and have a have a play with them. In terms of talks uh the the one that really there's some really really fascinating ones and you could, what i like about this conference is it's it's really there for people if you if you're giving your first conference talk it's a really safe space to do it um you know everybody's really friendly you might get some tough questions but they're not unfair questions um you you know it, it's a really nice place but also there's some people who can stand up and really give some breadth of experience of of what they've been to um and the one that did it for me um here i mean it, i also had the uh, the privilege of introducing it was was susie broadbent now susie's somebody who's worked in the human factors domain uh, primarily in defence uh, for a number of years which is why I, I know her um but she gave the annual institute lecture and really she gave it around you know why fundamentally why do we need human factors What's, what's human factors all about um, from from her perspective and and she come at this from a really practical perspective so when we're trying to you know highlighting the fact that we would love to be able to do you know our methods properly and you know in particularly defense world you know you love high uh, participant numbers you'd like to get a properly um uh, beautifully crafted methodology on how you're going to engage around whatever the topic is um but sometimes it's just not practical sometimes you just can't do it and do you just get down and dirty with what you've got um or do you uh, just call the whole thing off well obviously you never call the whole thing off you make do with what you've got and you you try and make the best of, of every situation but it's not often you get somebody who's willing to stand up and say that and and it did cause quite nicely a bit of um almost controversy afterwards so i'm, I'm the one there who's chairing the session and have to handle the questions and you oh. immediately got some of that academic thing saying well i don't i i think it's almost irresponsible people standing up and saying that um that you shouldn't t- take into account, um, you know, proper academic methods, uh, so proper methods and stuff. And, and I was like, well, and Susie quite rightly stood up for herself and said, that's not what I was saying. Um, you know, if you can do the proper methods, you absolutely should because that's what they're there for and, and, and they're good, but you quite often, the grand scheme of things, you can't. Um, and so part of what we are trying to do is, you know, as, as human practice practitioners is, is tailor what we're doing, um, as best we possibly can. Um, but the entire talk were, was fascinating and she's gone on now to be a to um, work in a, in, in, in a slightly different domain where she's actually an investigator and using them skills uh, going forward as well so it was really interesting to see where where she was going going next um, but also bringing in some of them them key experiences from her um, um, from her experience and, and her career but just that bringing together of academic and professional was real you could almost see it was really valuable for the new people, the people who are either students or um, new into the profession. thing going, okay, that that's that's the way that real life works. I like that, but also for some of us who've been around for maybe slightly longer, going, yeah, I'm pleased somebody's had you know the ability to go and get up and say that because quite often we all we all know it, but we don't often say it. So, um, yeah. So then, then for me, I mean, the in terms of big moments, um, you know, what 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 am I going to take away? I mean, for, firstly, it was an incredible experience being, you know, having that uh, that thing as a president elect. Um, that was that was seeing it through new eyes. That that was fantastic. Being live um, was just brilliant. This time, you know, we I so didn't take it for granted this time uh it was very much of the that that whole piece around doing some really cool stuff um re- talking to people and, and engaging love that love the ability in the virtual sessions to be promote to promoting the sustainability bit um that is something i think all of us are taking a lot a lot more seriously so talking to um, people who worked in this field a lot like the, the likes of like andrew thatcher and um and people like that and hopefully building some bridges there which which i think is really good um but one of the things I did quite like as a, as a, as a thing was I was, I did one of the um the wrap up talks at the end to wrap up the conference and send people on their merry way, and it was just one of the comments I made, which I think is so true, is during the pandemic we could have all just sat at home. And in fact, you you listen to some um, uh, communities and you think that everybody did just sit, sit at home and do nothing, but you know everybody could have sat at home and do nothing, and nobody would have, nobody thought any different. Nobody blamed them, but. All the papers, all the research that had gone on was all reflecting on things that happened through COVID nineteen. Be you, be it in like running airlines or be it, you know working in the health industry or whatever it was. So clearly, people have been thinking, people have been doing their research. People hadn't turned around and said, "Oh, we'll just take two years off." People have got some really solid stuff. So we've got some really solid learning out of the out of COVID nineteen um, to then take forward and, and do bigger and better things. With everybody took that opportunity. And I just thought that that was amazing. So to have that honor of being able to wrap up and and reflect on on some of them things was was just a distinct honor. So yeah, um, there was so much more that went on as well, but I think we've probably covered all the uh, the high high points. <laughs> the high high points.
1: Any other key takeaways that you took away from this conference that you will take with you in the future, going forward?
2: yeah i think so i think this whole live virtual thing is is a revelation it sounds obvious now because we've all been living it but that whole being to my, being able to optimize for both and do both i'm still not entirely convinced on on hybrid um which i know we, we different episodes we've we talked about that in the past I'll get um, you there. yeah yeah maybe uh but this whole being able to do you know get the you know do the virtual bit and really really use that virtual bit to the, to its maximum extent and then do the live and do, and really make the most of that live bit as well and and really squeeze both um both methods for for all you can get um is just uh, absolute genius and um uh, we just we can keep on honing it and we can keep we can then also teach other people what we've done in our lessons and hopefully other people will, will be able to get the best of it as well but um that and the the people behind it who make that happen uh, make it all happen and make it all just happen like
1: it's just um you know it's like just pixie dust in the background is um it's brilliant all right, Barry well, we've heard from you now let's go hear from some folks who went to the conference. I understand you've brought us a prepared clip
2: yeah, no, absolutely, and we'll have um there's a couple of clips and a different number of people you'll you'll hear from from um, including people who were organising it, people who were part of the secretariat, some of the people who were um, session chairs, and just some people who just attended. All right,
1: well, here they are.
4: I think I was starting to forget, really, what a lovely, caring, caring sort of funny collective bunch of people we have in the institute and and people who come along as you know just as a come along to the event for the first time um or it's people we don't know non-members we have lots of non-members coming along but i think i was starting to forget that element Um, so it was really nice to get back together and just to to see that and, and remember again just being there
5: and realizing what a great community we are really and what a great bunch we are um, and there's so many brilliant people.
6: I think my main one is definitely getting to meet the people who I've read so much about. I really did feel like I was in a room of celebrities. Like I know that sounds really strange, but I had seen so many people's names in papers, white papers, you know, Twitter, and yeah. some given the opportunity to actually go up to them and be like, "You're presenting later, and you've not sent my PowerPoint.
7: Can you send it?" <laughs> you know, I got
6: like to be like that annoying person in their faces. And you know meet
7: them and it was it was just amazing i particularly loved that i was surrounded by people who knew what human factors was um, and
3: <laughs> the amount of
7: times where people say oh what are you doing and you say human factors and blah 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 and they go human factors what? and you try and describe it and they look at you like no, don't know what you mean so i just loved it
5: i think that's the beauty of in-person conferences isn't it that you're just taking in information from everywhere and you're having like a two-minute chat with somebody or you know a five-minute chat with someone in the bar over lunch or um and i think it's just that kind of learning almost how much is going on um and being surprised by that i guess just the depth and
3: we had this opportunity for this face-to-face conversation. Either I had a questions I could, you know, I, I catch up during the breaks. But uh, the big surprise for me uh, was actually that people's faces look very different in real life comparing to Zoom. Yes. So this is something, you know, you 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 look after, you nurture your, uh, your network uh, uh, circles. And, you know, for the last couple of years, we, many of us just, you know, met new people and and interact with them. And suddenly, you know, you you see them, you put faces, you know, to to people's names and it was just a great, great stuff. So I really appreciate that we we, we could make it happen.
4: So it was was more for me um, about um, just seeing people have a good time and meeting each other again after so long. I just
7: couldn't imagine, I would never have imagined that not just in healthcare, but across the conference as a whole, that there was going to be that many attendees it was really really good to see I thought it was brilliant Um, I think it was a very
5: clever and nice way of sort of easing us back into Sort of in-person conferences, because as we said before, we came on that we're both exhausted after just like running around for two days. Um, but I also think with the online conferences the past couple of years, we've really learned that it opens it up to so many more people. And the past couple of years um, that we were purely online, we had um, you know we had um, papers from all over the world. Um, from so many different countries and so many people sort of tuning in to the online conference. Um, So I think it was really important this year to kind of keep that going, keep that momentum going. You know, we've reached out to so many more people who now know what Ergonomics and Human Factors is, thanks to the online conference, I think.
3: Uh, I was quite excited. Um, It was a nice idea. Uh, support you said the last two I believe have all been online so I think they've definitely got a good thing there it's a good way to get people everywhere involved not just the people who can just turn up like obviously with COVID uh, I imagine I was not the only one who couldn't go so I thought it was quite nice
4: um, the accessibility of people just being able to pop up on screen and or listen to things or join in like that um, and also the you know the the reach of it as well We had far more um, sort of more attendance really from from people overseas, our big international audience that we've built up and we really didn't want to lose that. Um, and we also, of course, wanted to get it back to face to face as soon as we could. So I think this was probably um, the right time, the right time of year. We've just come out of sort of two years of really tough times. And, and people were, were looking to, you know, to come back in a, to a sort of well-organised sort of lively event.
7: It really worked for me because I'm not sure that if the conference had been longer than two days, um two or three days that i could have taken that much out of my Mm -hmm. studies so it was quite nice that i could kind of like drop in and out of it um in amongst like um and deadlines and stuff like that
4: Another one of my highlights really is just seeing how much effort people put into their own presentations.
7: I did
6: get to see some of the keynote speakers and seeing how, like, human factors is involved in things like you know exoskeletons and also how we choose to get from one place to another on the tube. I thought that was really interesting. So I think that was most surprising is just seeing how widespread human factors is. And
3: but the the scope of um, the conference itself was surprising to me seeing so many different presentations on just about anything you could imagine there was one on shipbuilding and i believe straightening pipes Uh, it's not really something which i'm interested in but the 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 fact that there was something out there for that too uh, i thought was very interesting
5: and one thing that did strike me actually this year was that there are a lot of young ergonomists coming in producing some really
3: excellent stuff enjoyed the, the technical sessions, mostly related to the uh, consideration of applied practices. I attended a few lectures, uh, a few sessions for, for healthcare, uh, you know, skills are fully transferable between uh, industries domains. Uh, I really like sessions related to the methodologies. Uh, this is something what I, I really like to emphasize in my daily work, you know, uh, so there was, there was like a, you know, you definitely can can learn you know uh you know how applying certain those design principles methodologies you know uh we nurture so 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 long that to ensure that you know the applications of technology those systems you know uh regardless of the contexts matches you know human needs capacities and and limitations not the way, the other way around you know so it was just a you know a pleasure
4: um, but I, th- I think the the sort of mix of lectures that we have and the mix of presentations and and just trying to come up with different formats sometimes to to keep it fresh for people. But um, I think this conference in particular was just somewhere that people wanted to meet and that's what we tried to do. Um, It was really fun. I think it went
7: really, really fast and I think it's because we were kind of, you know, on feet all day running around.
3: I have to say big thank you and big kudos to the to the organization team uh, because they did an incredible job. It was a, it was my first event, live event for probably most of us, for a long time, and they they really pulled this out uh, to the level that 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 was you know beyond my expectations.
6: My head is buzzing with thoughts and like ideas from my research and um, you know future ideas and where I want to go as well and. I just, like I said before, I think the main kind of thing I learned is how important it is to tell everybody about Human Factors. Yeah, I think
7: that sums it up, really.
1: That's it for today, everyone. Let us know what you think of our coverage. You can hang out with us on our Discord or get to us on any of our social channels. You can always visit our official website, sign up for our newsletter, stay up to date with all the latest Human Factors news. If you like what you hear, you want to support the show, you can leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening. If you liked Barry's recap of the conference, you can always tell your friends about us or the conference. Get them involved. Or if you have the financial means to do so, please consider supporting us on Patreon. As always, links to all of our socials and our website are in the description of this episode. Special thank you to everyone who called in for their contributions and being on the show today. We've uh, provided a few links in the description of this episode so you can find out more information about the conference. Speaking of which, Barry, where can our listeners go find out more about EHF?
2: So you can find more about the Ergonomics and Human Factors Conference at ergonomics.org.uk. And where can our listeners find you? And you can find me on across all socials, but also specifically on Twitter, Basil underscore, uh, Basil underscore K, or go and listen to my podcast at 1202podcast.com.
1: As for me, I've been your host, Nick Rome. You can find me across social media at Nick underscore Rome. Barry, you know the drill. I certainly you do. It depends. It depends.
0: Human Factors Cast brings you the best in Human Factors news, interviews, conference coverage, and overall fun conversations into each and every episode we produce. But we can't do it without you. The Human Factors Cast Network is 100% listener-supported. All the funds that go into running the show come from our listeners. Our patrons are our priority, and we want to ensure we're giving back to you for supporting us. Pledges start at just $1 per month and include rewards like access to our weekly Q&As with the hosts, personalized professional reviews, and Human Factors Minute, a Patreon-only weekly podcast where the hosts break down unique, obscure, and interesting Human Factors topics in just one minute. Patreon rewards are always evolving. stop by patreon.com slash humanfactorscast to see what support level may be right for you. Thank you. And remember, it depends.